On this Byron Lazine podcast, I get to talk to the CEO and founder of Sisu. Sisu is a transaction management software. It's a whole operating system for your business. I get to talk to Brian Charlesworth, how he built that. Uniquely enough, he started it for his wife's company, who is a monster team in the state of Utah. Brian goes into exactly how systems can help your business, what systems you can use today to help scale, and where our industry is lacking right now. Brian is a massive thought leader in our space. This was super informative. I hope you enjoy the pod. All right, man, long overdue on this conversation. I've got Brian Charlesworth, CEO, founder of Sisu, joining us. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, Brian. I really want to dive into how you're changing so many agents' businesses. But before we do that, for anyone who doesn't know you, maybe doesn't even know Sisu, just give us a little bit about your background uh, for anybody that's just being introduced to you for the first time. Yeah, happy to do that, Byron. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, so, you know, I've, uh, a little bit older than you been around for a long time and, um, I've always been involved in the internet. So going way back in time, I was at MCI when the internet came out, we were the backbone of the internet. So I've always been super passionate about the internet. Um, I actually left there and started a company, which was the first voice internet company. So the stuff that we all know as Siri, Alexa, Google, that kind of stuff. Yeah. We were doing that in all the wireless networks 20 years ago. So that company was called Talk2 Technology. Um, anyway, super uh, just passionate about technology and changing the world and, you know, making a difference in, in people's efficiencies. And anyway, I got into franchising for about eight years and bought some franchise franchisors, if you will. Um, Housemaster Home Inspections is the one closest to the real estate industry. We grew that from about 230 locations, over 400 locations, and then um, sold that. And then uh, wow. I got involved with what? What's that? No, I didn't. I didn't know that Housemasters. I mean, that's a name yeah. a lot of people know. So that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Go ahead. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, found out I was losing money in all the uh, the food brands I was investing in, and I was making money in the home service brands. So got involved with Budget Blinds. We acquired three businesses underneath them, and then sold that. And at that time, my wife said, Hey, you know, what are you, what are you going to do next? And I didn't know. And so she said, well, why don't you come help me build my real estate team? And she only had five agents at the time. She now has over 60 agents. Um, and you know, she, she was doing about 150 transactions. She's now doing over a thousand transactions. And, um, but when I got involved in her real estate business, I really saw the pain points that everybody in real estate goes through. Right. Um, I had a coach and trying to track my numbers, like the Mike Ferry numbers analyzer, like how antiquated is that? Uh, and then, you know, we, we started introducing things to our team where they were tracking and we were sending out smart sheets to give notifications every day. And then we were managing different things in commissions. And then we had intake forms and Google forms and Wufu forms. Yeah. Trello. We went from whiteboards to Trello. But if you think about all these different systems, every single time you have to put something into another system, it takes your TC probably 15, 20 minutes. And I don't think we understand how when you're doing hundreds or even thousands of transactions, 
how much time that really is. And so that's how Stacey got started. I do understand it because we're, you know, the team I own in Connecticut's on pace for a thousand units this year. And I think this resonates with, even if you're the solo agent, maybe on pace for 30 transactions or, you know, you're or a team trying to scale. This resonates with a lot of folks who are listening to this right now. And it, what's very cool about you and your experience is that you, you've got all all the tech experience that you talked about, and then you franchising all this stuff, but that you've actually been on the operations side of a real estate team when it was at point A and started to scale up to this mega team that it is today. So you, as you articulated, know these struggles and yeah. you're very close to them. And even before you got probably into the business, you were hearing about them maybe at home as the work maybe came home and, and the conversations were happening. Your first role with the team was, were you just like the operator trying to dig into those systems? That's, that's what you focused on? So I was doing that, but I was also, um, my wife had a buyer's business, right? She wanted to turn her business into a listing business. And so honestly, like I was, I was the listing rainmaker, right? I, I hired wow. two coaches immediately and I sold 48 transactions my first year in the business. And, um, that's, that's kind of where I got started, but you know, I ended up doing both sales and systems, uh, because we needed wow. to just figure out a way to, to scale the business. You know, the thing I've seen in real estate is most people get stuck in, uh, this area of, okay, I'm, I'm a great salesperson. I, you know, I'm great at real estate. I know what I'm doing. I'm selling 30 to 60 homes a year. And then they try to start a team and starting a team is a yeah. completely different business model, right? I mean, hundred percent. How do you go from being a salesperson to being a leader? That's the key. And really that's what CSU yeah. empowers people to do is to become a great leader, managing a sales team the right way, managing an operations team, having visibility into all your data, making real-time decisions instead of getting financials once a month and being able to make, you know, 12 key decisions a year. Um, now you can make a key decision every day that's going to change your business. So anyway, yeah, it, we're, we're it's, all it's about one of the few products that, that absolutely connects the operations side to the sales side. And before we jump into some of the ways that that can benefit folks, you doing those sales and, and being the listing rainmaker in the beginning, well, maybe what's one thing that through that experience, you learn to appreciate the real estate professional, the sales agent, even more than you did, you know, being married to one, actually doing it yourself. Was there one big takeaway that you're, that you're like, wow, I appreciate what these real estate professionals do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, be before I got involved, I didn't know like the, we have some of the smartest people, smartest business people in real estate. And one of the things I love is everybody in real estate's willing to share, right? They're willing to share what's yeah. working, what they're doing. This is a, this is a market where I think people come with an abundance mentality and they don't feel like, Hey, I can't share that with somebody. I think we all know it's about execution. And so anyway, I just have a ton of respect for all these team leaders that are, you know, building these massive businesses and they're not only building real estate businesses, they're building title businesses, they're building mortgage businesses, they're building home insurance businesses, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on there. And so, um, just I have mad respect for all the team leaders out there. 
Oh, I love that. I mean, you hit it on the head too, that this is one of the few industries where you have this, this sharing of information, you know, because part of that's, you know, the willingness to help you're in this industry to help other people, whether they're a home shopper or an investor or a seller. And then you're also helping the other agents to, you know, so you have that same mentality, but you're attracting the referrals, you're building that network uh, and it really works out that way. Uh, you know, as, so as your, let's, let's stick with your wife's team a little bit as she's scaled. Um, at what point did you start building Sisu to like solve her specific problems in, you know, as her company was, was growing? Yeah. So that's a great question. So it kind of started with, um, you know, her agents were never tracking before me. And then I came in and had a Mike Ferry coach and had another real estate coach and it was all about tracking. Right. Um, so we started making her agents track and what we found is it was very painful, uh, using spreadsheets and smart sheets to turn annual goals into monthly goals and then down to daily activities and then the reverse, right. Based on their daily activities, turning those into monthly numbers and performance outputs. And so it was just, I found myself spending a ton of time on the weekends, really uh, diving into that, diving into commissions. Um, and and then, you know, operationally, uh, her team was managing things on three whiteboards. She had three TCs back then when she was doing 150 transactions a year. And each of them had their own whiteboard to keep track of the transactions with the tape lines going across and down. And oh, yeah. Boxes. yeah. You know, and so anyway, we've all um, seen them now. You know, she's got a she's got one TC with a few VAs and, you know, doing on pace to do a thousand transactions this year. Um, so she's so decreased, anyway, but those, she's decreased her spend on the trans- transaction management and, you know, seven X her production. Yeah. Like her team, her team is, uh, smaller, if you will, her admin team. Um, she also doesn't have to pay a financial person anymore. Um, I mean, she does have somebody that manages her QuickBooks, but like she knows where her business is real time all the time. She knows what she's going to make next week, next month. Um, and so, but anyway, to answer your question on how CSU got started, we started seeing that by just by having agents track their numbers, they were all doubling their production. And when I say all, there were five of them, right? So they were doubling their production uh, immediately within a few months. And, you know, uh, that made me realize, look, we need to take something to this market that really turns these um, agents that become team leaders into great leaders. And so so that's, that's really how CSU was born. But, you know, the interesting thing about that is I found at that time, uh, she actually had four of her five agents leave within six months of that time frame, and they they didn't like doing something new, probably. <laughs> well, they they actually had the confidence now that they could go out and sell real estate, right? So they went on their own. Wow. Okay. And and you. what you find is that's been the case with real estate for years and years. Is I I've talked to I mean I've talked I've been to so many masterminds and talked to team leaders and. Most team leaders, at least a few years ago, expected somebody to stay with them for two years and then they expected them to leave. But now, I mean, under the right leadership and the right culture and having the right tools, I mean, we have CSU teams now. We just launched in January of 19, our platform, so three and a half years ago. 
but we yeah. have a lot of teams that like their people aren't planning on leaving. And in my opinion, uh, you know, if you provide the right culture, your people mm -hmm. will never leave because when they go off on their own, 80% of the time they fail. Um, you know, so that's, that's been my experience. So there are very few agents that are going to leave a team and actually do better than they were doing on the team. Well, that's, that's true for, for sure. Right. And it's funny you bring up that example. I think we were actually our team in connect one of the first users in, in 2019 of CISO or one of the first adopters, certainly in, in this market, cause we had, we got it in 2019 and I'm just thinking of one agent I had a conversation with today in the Connecticut office. Uh, he hit his hundredth closing today. Well, he started it somewhere in 2018 in real estate and, and we were just building our new agent program. We were just building in, in some systems and there is a direct correlation to whenever we got Sisu in 2019 to today, he's on Sisu every single day, mm -hmm. you know, shout out to Ryan Casey. And so he's looking at his numbers every single day. And, and today he, he walks into my office. He says, Hey man, yesterday was my hundredth closing. And so that's how often he's looking at the dashboard, looking at his numbers, putting in, you know, tracking all of his activities. And it's really helped him double his business each year. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've coached three of my wife's agents for the last three years. And I mean, all of them are selling over 50 homes a year right now. One of them will do about 90 this year. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's how do you teach them how to run their business like a business? And how do you teach them how to, you know, focus on what's important to them and make sure you're holding them accountable to their goals, not your goals? You know, and I think that's the problem. A lot of team leaders get stuck in what my wife calls the messy middle, but it's, Hey, you know, I'm going to have five to 10 agents that are high producers. They're like me. Right. And yeah. that's when you get stuck in, okay, yeah, these guys are going to leave you and you're going to start over again in two years. And then you're going to start over again in two years. And you're going to be in this cycle forever. And, you know, if you put the right systems in place and that's really what CISU is, where the systems behind your business, you're like your entire real estate operating system. But if you put the right systems in place, what'll happen is you'll find you can bring these agents in, you can teach them, you can help them build their business, you can scale. And you know, you can have 30 agents, you can have 60 agents, you can move up to 100 agents. And it's not any more work. In fact, it's less work for you. It'll allow you as the business owner to step out of the business. It'll allow you to bring in, you know, somebody to head up your sales, somebody to head up your ops. And now you're leading a true, a true company. And honestly, when that happens, I remember it having such a negative impact on my wife when her top agent would leave. And now like she had her top agent leave, uh, I don't know, about seven, eight months ago. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Her business actually grew from it because this top agent was somehow had found a way to get most of her Zillow leads. And she wasn't doing a great job following up. Now those leads are going to, you know, yeah. eight different agents and they're getting twice the production out of it, you know? So, right. They're converting at a higher level because that outbound activity with the amount of lead flow that maybe one agent was soaking up and you just didn't, maybe you overlooked it, whatever, yep. you know, when you spread that out, the conversion goes up based off outbound activity and touches and all of that for sure. Yeah. I mean, right now in this business, especially in the 
market that we're going into where there is less transactions in the pot, your outbound activity as an agent, as a team needs to go up. Every lead needs to be touched. There's just going to be, I mean, we're seeing it right now, you know, with the transactions dropping, not prices, but transactions dropping. What, what do you think's ahead of us here as we do go into a little bit of a different market? Maybe not, maybe yeah. we're at hot from white hot. What do you see over the second half of this year for the real estate professional? What should we be focused on as this market shifts? Well, First, let me say, you know, I've, I've talked a lot about team leaders and part of the reason is we're focused on teams and part of the reason we're focused on teams, we feel like the future of real estate is teams. Like your traditional brokerage, yeah. and when I say traditional brokerage, I mean someone who doesn't run their business like a business. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, there's a lot of team ridges out there now, which are, these are brokerages that are also real estate teams, right? Where you're giving your That are run lead. like a team. You're giving your people leads, you're training them, you're coaching them, you're holding them accountable. You're, you have an admin team to do all the contract to close. You have all their systems. You have everything, right? Examples Berkeley. of a team ridge, examples of a team ridge would be DJ and Lindsay down in Jacksonville, uh, you know, Chris Lindahl or, yeah. you know, Lisa Chinati and, you know, these are, these are team ridges that are also a brokerage. Yeah. Brett Jennings, uh, you have AZ yes. out of Colorado. I mean, those guys. I think those guys are going to do over 3000 transactions this year, you know, just massive, yep. massive businesses, but they all run like a team. So I guess, first of all, I would say the traditional brokerage, like they're going away. Uh, you know, if you look at compass, if you look at, uh, um, side Inc, like all of their brokerages are teams and yeah. KW is shifting more and more of that KW has more teams than anybody in the country but they're getting to where their teams are now becoming brokerages, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so I really think that's the future. And the reason that's the future is because the teams are taking market share. Our average team grows at 107% year over year for the last three years. Um, like they are taking market share. They're doubling their business every year. If you're a solo agent, and you don't have these systems in place, how are you going to compete? Now, if you're a power listing agent, Sure, you're going to be able to keep generating listings. And guess what? You now have FISBOs coming back in, right? Uh, or And expireds, I should say. You now have expireds coming back into the industry. Um, that will, that will happen here in the, in the next little while. And so, so anyway, I, I think the, the power listing agent, certainly they're still going to be around. But can they provide the same level of service? That's my biggest question. Um, and... Yeah. You know, we're doing a lot to, to extend that. Everything we've done at CSU has been to streamline and automate the real estate team's business. But now we've extended it out to their client, to where their client, every time they check off something that they're doing in the task manager, or every time there's a key date coming up, those are all in our platform. And now the client gets to see that. If you set that up, the client can see, okay, I have my due diligence date coming up. These are the things that need to happen. Oh, they just put a sign in my yard. Oh, this just happened. This just happened. And so they're seeing this interaction. And now we're just about to pull in your mortgage company, your title company, your home warranty company, where everybody can collaborate around the transaction. So all communication will be in there. All documents will be in there. And I think what you're going to find is like after people have this type of experience buying or selling a home, 
they're not going to want to go to that agent that doesn't provide them with those kinds of experiences. So that's my yeah, vision 100%. of the future. And I'm, I'm 100% biased. I'll admit it because that's our vision and that's where we believe the industry is going. And we're, we're actually doing everything we can to make sure it does go there. How close are you to pulling in those other players into the platform? You said that's coming here soon. How close is that? Yeah, within 60 days now. Great. So great. Sisu yeah. is going to have our first ever, um, you know, with us just being a, a three and a half years uh, launched now, we've never really done our big annual conference. And so we have our first one coming up in September, September 26th and 27th, and we will be launching that there. So. Oh, I love it. September, where are you guys having that? It'll be at the Grand America here in Salt Lake. Yeah. And that's where your wife's team is, Salt Lake, right? If anybody was was wondering. Yeah, I mean, she's she's in all of northern Utah. So pretty much all okay. of Utah with the exception of St. George, southern Utah. So, Yeah, great, great. Now, what I love and what I've loved, and I've been probably a, and, and you and I got to dig into this, I, I've probably been one of those teams that, hasn't uh, used Sisu to even its fullest potential, right? I mean, I love that the fact that I can pull up my business and I can look at the dashboards mm -hmm. and I can see snapshots very, and I can get a feel every single day. I look at it every single day. I'm looking at the teams. Okay, you know, where are we at on pendings and, and everything week to week to week closings? And I can just get that quick visual, especially if you're a team leader and you and you want that snapshot of your business, you're not getting that on an Excel spreadsheet. That's for sure. I, I did that for, for years myself before this product was available. But what are you you're talking about transaction management? I mean, this is a complete operating system in your words. What's not on CSU, I guess I should say. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Like when you joined CSU, when you came on as a customer, we were really a sales performance platform, right? Mm -hmm. So goals, leaderboards, Contest. dashboards, gamification, knowing, you know, sales contests, knowing your business, that's what we were. And uh, as soon as COVID hit, we sped up our vision of really streamlining and automating your entire business. So, so that includes like managing your commissions, that includes um, all of your I'll call it project management. A lot of people, when they think of task or transaction management, they think of compliance management, um, where our focus, although we can do compliance management, um, I mean, our, our focus is really having the, the swim lanes and the, you know, the task or project management of taking a listing to under contract or taking an under contract to closed. How do you manage that project or how do you manage you bring in a new agent and you recruit a new agent. What is the what are the onboarding steps that you do to make them successful? Or here's here's another one, Byron. Um, somebody goes under contract. Most of you out there have a TC that sends an email mm -hmm. to the agent, the cooperating agent, the cooperating TC, the mortgage company, the title company. Guess what? I mean, that's a lot of time wasted. All that data is in CSU. Tell, you know, just go in and configure it as to which information you want sent out every time somebody goes under contract and who you want it sent to, and it will automatically go out for you, right? So those are the types of, types of things we're focused on. But the thing we don't do, to answer your question, we are not a CRM and we yeah. don't do e-signature. Those are the two things we said when we came into the industry, we said, look, there are a bunch of CRMs that do 
this, which a CRM in real estate is much different than a Salesforce, which I'm used to as a CRM. CRM in real estate is an IDX website that yep. after a few clicks, you feel like, you know, you're a cut, you're a home buyer, you're out there looking and you're looking at houses and all of a sudden now, if I want free access to this MLS website in my mind, right now I can go ahead and I can get access to that, but I'm going to put in my information so that you can now follow up with me and I become a lead in your CRM. Once that lead gets marked hot where I think I can get it signed in the next 30 days, or once I think I set an appointment, either of those two are usually the trigger where people automatically pull that data into CSU. So, you know, again, that's streamlining and eliminating duplicate entry, but you really, it's only like 12 fields that are in your CRM, 12 fields of data. And then what's going to happen is instead of putting that into a Google form at that point or a Wufu form or a Jot form, where it's yep. dead data and you can't do anything with it. And then you have to take it out and put it into Trello. <laughs> uh, basically you put it into Sisu already half of it's going to be there. And then you're going to add to it. You're going to add to it. And then when you put in your under contract date, triggers are automatically going to fire that are going to make task lists go out. They're going to make emails go out to your customers. So those are probably some of the things you're not using Byron because you're in this like select group that came in in 2019 and most of the people, I mean, that's honestly one of our challenges right now is how do we let people who have been on us that long realize and take advantage of all the things we're doing today? Absolutely. And, and if, I mean, the automation of the email that goes out that I'm thinking about transaction management, you know, and how we can, you know, cause when you're, when you start to really scale your business, one of the fears is like, okay at what point do I need to hire to not burn out current staff, right? So that they don't get into a burnout. But if you can just really arm them with the tools that automate the business, then they can handle a whole lot more and maybe even have a better working experience, right? If you're, yeah. if you're a leader, that's one of the things you're, you're focused on is how do I get a better working experience every single day for the people that are on the team? Yeah. And, and if you have the right systems in place, it's really easy to get away with one transaction coordinator now and to hire an international team from the Philippines. And oh, we just, sure. we, we just wrote a blog on this, uh, this week that we released. I recommend checking that out because, uh, again, um, I remember, I remember this was one of my wife's biggest pain point. One of her biggest fears was losing her TC. Because if she lost her TC, she would have to Nobody spend can do it like her. Well, yeah, now yeah. she loses her TC. Guess what? She plugs somebody in, all the tasks, all the systems are set up. And all she does is tell them to log in here and follow these steps every day, right? Pretty easy stuff. So yeah. again, you've got to have the systems in place or you're not going to ever be able to scale because you're always going to have these little hiccups that are going to stop you when somebody leaves your business if you know if you haven't figured that out. And, and we actually run our transaction team. You mentioned virtual assistants. We run our transaction team. You know, our, they report up to our operations manager, but our tra all of our tr TCs are VAs and that's worked well for us for a long period of time. I'll, I'll put a link below to, to virtue desk for anybody's interested in having a conversation on VAs, but that's a great way to you know, scale the business and we're big believers in virtual assistants. There's a lot, listen, like anything else as a team leader, 
you've got to put the time, energy and effort into that training, just like you would with a W2. Yeah. So it's, it's no different. You've got to invest in it. Too, too many people are like, well, I'm going to hire a VA and they're supposed to know everything. No, you've got to train, you've got to commit, you, you've got to be accountable to that. And you have, to, I'm a big believer. you have to communicate with them every day, right? I mean, it's no different absolutely. than anybody else on your team. Yeah, absolutely. So, Let's so wrap one, this. one thing that my wife's TC does, and again, she has three VAs. One of them is over on agent onboarding. One of them is over listings. One of them is over buyers under contract. So, um, her actual transaction coordinator that's here in Utah, her, you know, she's licensed and her number one thing that she does is she writes all of the addenda for the 60 agents. After somebody goes under contract, her job is to keep the addenda current, right? So she's actually writing agreements. So these, these agents aren't having to do anything. It, who, who doesn't want that experience, right? So I, I believe yeah. that's, to your point about teams taking over and the numbers are clear year over year, the market share continues to grow exponentially. And that that's one of the reasons why, and uh, I'd love to meet your wife one day. So she sounds like a great operator. I'm sure I could learn a lot there. I'd, I'd like to wrap this up with maybe a big, a big hack that maybe, maybe it's your wife. You see her doing this every single week or you do it personally, you know, an entrepreneur, the team leader, that businesswoman, that businessman right now, what's the big hack for the real estate professional that they should be implementing, whether it's daily life into their business, that's going to help them really excel during these changing times? Yeah, um, I would say by far and away, the most important thing, you have to have daily accountability with your team. Like they have to report their numbers out every single morning. If you're not getting activity from them every day, what happens is to that day of no work, it turns into two days, it turns into a week. Before you know it, half the month has slipped away and they're they're gonna miss their goals. Um, but if you can have that daily accountability, that daily touch in, and again, it's to help them hit their goals. This has nothing to do with your goals, right? To hit your goals, you need to hire more people. That's what you need to yeah. do. But with, for your agents, you just need to know what's important to them and help them get there. That's the single most important thing you can do. And if you're not showing that every day, you know, and some of you guys will be like, well, how do I hold 60 people accountable every day? Well, come to one of my wife's team meetings. We'll show you, <laughs> you know, come to one of her one. And honestly, every quarter at CSU, we have a day, we have a two day event where we bring our customers and honestly, anybody can come and you can just kind of experience how they leverage CSU and you can experience, and it's really, it's more about leadership than it is about CSU because it's how do you be a great leader? Well, CSU empowers you to do that through some of the things we offer, but it's also shadowing and seeing a team, uh, seeing a huddle, a morning huddle that they do every single day. It's seeing a team meeting, uh, you know, and it's seeing, you know, get to experience that culture and the passion that all these agents have. And, like you need to be running your business that way in today's market more than ever. Yeah, a great book on accountability would be Tribe of Millionaires. If you if you haven't checked that out, I'd encourage everybody to dive into that. I, I love that your answer was accountability. I talk about it all the time, right? We actually just had yeah. Heath Evans on the uh, 5 a.m. call. He's a former Super Bowl champion. He, you know, he, he was on the Patriots with Bill Belichick coaching and Tom Brady playing and you know, he, he had, he said something on that call, he, you know, what's the easiest way uh, to be accountable is 
to be accountable. Like there's no secret sauce there. It's, it's just, a, he, he, I'm going to read one of his quotes from that call because it's so good. Accountability is a key in everything. Marriages, parenting, business, you name it. Having someone that can call out your dysfunction is huge. And uh, I mean, that, that's how you grow. It's the world's most powerful force, as they say in that book, Tribe of Millionaires. So another great one is uh, extreme ownership. I make every one of my employees, when they get hired into our company, the first thing I have to do is read that book because if people aren't willing to be accountable and take ownership of things, they don't, they're not a fit for our culture. And so, you know, please read that book as well. Uh, I'm reading The Compound Effect right now. It just talks about all the daily habits. Um, you know, so there's so many books out there, but. Extreme ownership. That's one I haven't. I haven't dove into that. So I'm, I'm marking that down in my notes right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I highly recommend that book. Um, so, so anyway, uh, but, but with things changing like they are right now, the teams it's, it's similar, but different than when COVID hit. But I can tell you this, I personally witnessed thousands of teams during COVID who doubled their business within like six months. And I also witnessed those that stopped doing anything that their business dropped from 900 transactions down to about a hundred. So, yeah, you know, which are you going to be in this market? That's my question. And, and it's going to be easier to drop in this market to your point. I just looked on the, the CTMLS today when we, we did our radio show and in the last 30 days for that MLS, there was, and you may check your local MLS right now and see the same exact thing because this is a nationwide number. In the last 35 days, there was 4,500 pending sales for that particular 30-day window. Same 30-day window last year. I'm sorry, 4,500 was last year. This year, it was 3,000, a 1,500 pending sale drop, a 30-plus percent drop in total transactions. So to your point, which one are you going to be? You're going to be one that rides the wave to the bottom of less transactions, or are you going to keep pace with your business? And I love the stat that you guys have for your teams, 107% growth year over year for teams. Uh, You know, that's, I think there's going to be teams even through the less transaction times that have that kind of growth. Is it going to be you? Brian, love the way you think. Uh, love the thoughts you have on the industry, the experience that you have on the ground floor. Definitely hope to do an in-person pod with you. This is the first virtual pod I've done on this podcast in a while, just because I'm like, we got to get this. We, we're maybe going to get together in Florida and that didn't happen, but maybe, maybe in late September we get together uh, and do an in-person pod because I would there's a to. lot more we can dig into. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would love to. Um, I'll leave you on this note. So I know things are slowing down, but again, it's your choice. Like when you wake up in the morning, what do you, do you look at your world or do you look at the world that the news is sharing with you? So (laughs) my, and I'm just, we've talked a lot about Springs business, but, um, they, they, uh, have like their biggest month ever, 81 pending transactions. Um, they, the week before last, they put 31 under contract. So, you know, as things are slowing down with the world, her world is better than ever, right? So it's your choice, guys. Like these transactions, there's still going to be 5 million homes sell every year, 
right? Sure, yeah. the last few years we've been up above six million, but there's going to be five million homes sell every year, and you're going to see there's going to be a lot less agents. There's going to be um, there's going to be brokerages struggling, but your teams that are running their business like a business, they're going to keep thriving. So yeah, and so will it be you? I love it, Brian. Really appreciate you, man. Uh, again, love to do it an in-person pod soon. We're going to link up uh, the link here for Sisu below. If you're interested in having a uh, conversation, looking into the product, uh, I'd absolutely encourage everybody. Like I said, I've been a user since uh, Sisu's launch year and, and there'd be, you know, we, we would never get off of the platform. It's that, that's how critical it is to our business. So I appreciate you, Brian, and uh, enjoy that trip. You're going on a pretty cool trip. So enjoy yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. I'm going to make a trip to Florida. I'd love to come spend some time with you. Yeah, definitely.